468 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you were stoked to play in the Decathlon Finals this past oh, yeah, weekend. time. Or you've been jamming some Commander with your friends. We are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, we're talking all things Kamigawa. That's right. Oh, it's just somehow... Tis just around the corner. Yes, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty Woof. previews begin the 27th of this month officially, yeah. although there are some spoilers out there if you're Yee. interested. If that's your thing. If that's your thing. Uh, um, but we wait. That shouldst not. Shouldst not be seen I'm being yet. very fancy this by human eyes. so far. <laughs> are you? Is, what's, what's happening here? I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm drinking this English breakfast it. I tea. I knew it was. Yep. <laughs> the tea will do that to you. <sighs> now it's all shouldst and twixt. <laughs> it's the same way. Like, wasn't. If you drink alcohol, it affects you. If you drink coffee, it affects you. If you drink tea, you turn British. You turn British. You get very fancy. Very fancy. Yeah. Are you wearing bloomers and a wow. None of your business. It's <laughs> a very personal question. Oh, but yes. anyone who isn't just wearing full pants and then more pants today in Minnesota. Yes, is seriously, wrong. it is frigid it's out there. It's a multi-pants day. It is so cold, everybody. It's so cold. We live in a frozen tundra. Yeah. We live in call time. Oh. I'm just saying it. Oh, man. Um... But soon we'll live in Kamigawa. That's true. Yeah. So we'll talk um, a little bit about past Kamigawa. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about the story. We'll have a magic Ooh, story time. Excellent. Um, for the preview, you know, the sort of preview story that we yeah, got. Yeah. Um, about Kato's spark igniting. Oh, I'm so excited for it. Yeah. And this is also interesting to me because Kamigawa is before our time mm-hmm. and it's a really beloved magic plane. And we yes. wanted to kind of know why that was. But also one that people for a long time thought they would never go back never. to. They thought we would never see this day. So why? For both of those things, we'll talk a little bit about why. Yes. And we've got to look at some of the most iconic Kamigawa block cards that were ever printed to kind of give us a little peek into the past mm-hmm. and see, you know, hey, why was there such a fuss about this set? Why were people so into it? Um, yeah, so I'm super excited to get a retrospective of Kamigawa and a future spective. Yeah. Or a, a now now spective. A future spective. <laughs> a future spective. But before we start the show, thank yous are in order. Yes, thank you first to all of our patrons of the show, and especially to Drew and Amal, Yay! who have become patrons in the past week. Thank you, Drew and Amal. Thank you to both of you. And patrons, as a special thank you, this Saturday, we're running yet another Good Luck High Five patron-only tournament. Yeah, we're running Best of Three Alchemy. We're starting at 11 a.m. Central Time. Come on in, play some matches. If you need to leave early or start yeah. late, it's totally fine. Absolutely. We work around okay, it. but we all hang out on the, in the Discord. It's yeah. a really fun time. Uh, You can get so many prizes, whether you do well, whether you do poorly, no matter what you do, you could win a prize. Play some magics to start off your Saturday morning. Hang out with some cool people talking magics. It's just a great time all around. And it's open to patrons only. Patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Become a new member. Kick your year off right. Get in on our fun tournaments. Join our family. I thought you were just going to be like, kick your year. (laughs) 
kick your year right right where it hurts yep. become a patron <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, thank you as well to our sponsor card kingdom cardkingdom.com slash glhf Getting anything for your magical life at Card Kingdom is another great way to kick your year where it hurts. <laughs> We've got nonstop bangers as far as Card Kingdom slogans here in 2022. Yep. All winners all the time, which is what you'll be if you shop at Card Kingdom. They really are just wonderful people. Yeah. If you're excited for Kamigawa Neon Dynasty and you're like, I need to get a I need to pre-order a booster box. I need to pre-order a set booster box. Like draft booster box hop on over there and get it done yeah and the article we're going to be citing today for the uh, iconic cards of kamigawa comes to us none other than from card kingdom from card kingdom and their blog which is really cool and you yeah. should read it so check out their blog uh you're going to hear some of it today on our show but they've yep. got so many more articles over there cardkingdom.com slash glhf what lovely members of the community they really they truly are they i would really give are. them a, an award yeah Maybe we should give them award. a crimby. <laughs> oh, we should. We should have given them a crimby. A posthumous crimby. Well, wait. That means they died. <laughs> okay, never mind. Never mind. Once again, once again, we've destroyed this sponsor, Reed. <laughs> it's time for the Scryfall randomizer, everybody. I'm going to hit the random card button on scryfall.com. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show Matt... <laughs> Making some art, which I have a feeling she might know, uh, but can she remember exactly what the card does? Oh, I'm excited. All right. What do you think this is, Megan? Oh, man. Um, this is a, uh, it's obviously a Simic card. Yes. As it has the very clear Simic symbol <laughs> on it. Big clue. Big clue. Not yeah. fair. Hashtag rigged. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, is this um, like a Simic, it's going to be like a Simic signet. Yeah, you're close. Yeah, you're very or close. Or the Simic, like, what were they called? Clue stones? It's a Simic charm. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I was like, or yeah. the Simic charm. Simic charm, that's what this is. Ooh, I, I literally do not remember even a little bit what the Simic charm does. I'm going to guess a Simic charm. Okay. Um, I feel like you could guess. Okay. At least I'm some of guess. the things that it could do. Let's see. Um, You can... Put a plus one, plus one counter on something. Okay. You can bounce something. Okay. Or you... What's the third one? Draw a card. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you're very, very close, obviously. This costs green, blue for an instant. Choose one target creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe you want to counter more, but I don't know. Uh, Return target creature to its owner's hand. Yeah. You nailed that. And the third one is actually a little weird. Permanence you control gain hexproof until end of turn. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, that that is helpful, though. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now that I see, I was like, obviously, it's either the charm, the clue stone, or the signet. (laughs) One of those three things. Yeah, but pretty close. That's the uh, closest we've ever gotten a a card here on the randomizer so far. From our time i will yes. say from our time playing the game of magic the gathering <laughs> all right sometimes Maria, these old ones are a little be. tough i know i'm so nervous you did so good okay hold on i was taking oh okay let's see um gonna go ahead and tell you never heard of this card in oh, my life oh great okay maria tell us what you're seeing uh, okay there's an 
I was going to call this person an angel, but it's their cape behind them that looks like yeah. angel wings. Standing on top of a waterfall yeah. with glowing orbs kind of surrounding them. Their hands are out and there's yeah. a crescent moon behind them. There's a lot going on in this there's picture. There's a lot going on in this picture. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what I could name this card because there's so much happening. Yeah. Okay. What is this card's name? Uh, okay. I Let's d- see. Oh, gosh. It could be... Mage of the Moon Falls. It wow. could be. Wow. It's called Sway of the Stars. Sway of the Stars. I guess yes. those things look like stars. Sway of the Stars. Okay. All right. Tell, what tell us do? a little bit about what you think this could do. Sway of the Stars. Um, what th- is this card? This is blue white. And it okay. costs. <laughs> the way you said okay there doesn't give me confidence. What does it do? Um, yeah. uh, what's its cost? Uh, what is it? What it's does it an do? enchantment. Okay. Uh, okay. Aura. Um, that's what stars makes me think of. And you enchant target creature. Enchanted okay. creature. Um, if you pay three colorless, it gains flying. This enchantment is very bad. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, it costs two and a white. <laughs> um. I I have to tell you, you're quite wrong. <laughs> great, great. I love saying the complete opposite thing of what this card is. Although you were right on one of the colors. Oh, um, okay. Listen to this card. Is it though. blue white? It's blue. Oh, it's blue. Yeah. Dang it. Sway of the stars. Eight blue blue. What? For a sorcery. Each player shuffles his or her hand, graveyard, and permanence he they own into their library, then draws seven cards. Ah. Each player's life total becomes seven. <laughs> this is way weirder than I was going for right? here. This is from Betrayers of Kamigawa. Oh, wow. Yeah, look at that. Look what at that. Banned in Commander. Banned. Makes sense. Yeah, that Makes would be sense. very annoying. Um, but also I was just, I was reading it off the card instead of the Oracle to the side and like how clunky back when people were oh, like, yeah. we can't use singular they. Yeah. Each player his suffers or, his or her hand into his or her life. Into the he or she owns into his. And you're like, okay, calm down. They really like, missed an opportunity to drink some tea and be really British and call it ones. Yes. <laughs> Each player suffers Each- one's own hand. <laughs> I wish that there was a localist, like a British localization yeah. of this card that had that text on it. Each player shuffle, you shall shuffle one's own hand into one's, one's own, own library. library. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sorry to all of our British listeners. Yeah. Not sorry. <laughs> Uh, that's cool. Do you wanna, wow, that's do you unbelievable. Hear a funny British story about a person that probably many of the people here at least know of. I mean, I will never say no to that question. Okay, maybe you've heard this one, but when we were in London several years ago, oh, weird. I know, several years, years. ago, um, for the Mythic Championship that yeah. was there. Yeah. Um, Caroline. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> mighty linguini. Um, and Athena and I went to a high tea, and it was very fun. Um, but Caroline's favorite tea is English breakfast tea. Yeah, it's great. And Athena and I discovered that the entire time that Caroline had been in England so far, she had not yet ordered English breakfast tea because <laughs> she didn't know <laughs> if they called it. English breakfast tea, or because they were in English, they just, just called, called it breakfast, breakfast tea. <laughs> <laughs> so she was too scared. She was too nervous. Oh, that's so funny. It. <laughs> it's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> 
they call it English yes, breakfast tea. They just call it that. <laughs> but it is a little weird because it is, yeah, it's, it's a legitimate question to be like, if I order it in England, are they going to just go in the back and laugh into their handkerchiefs? <laughs> kind of like in France, you don't say I want the French fries with my steak. Like really? You just say you want fries? Well, no, you're just like I want potatoes. <laughs> Frites, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're saying, but I think they would kind of look at you a little askance because I don't think they call them that, you know? They're like, we didn't make these. Yeah. This is, this is all (laughs) you. We didn't, no, you guys, America, okay, just keep your hands off of it. (laughs) Let's start in the past with Kamigawa of Kamigawa's past. Yeah. So, way back uh, in the day, by, which I mean, when was the first Kamigawa? Yeah, let's, let's look it up. Like, when even was, were like dust off the old tome for 1972 wow. before magic um, existed? I don't know that that's <laughs> 19, when we first went to Kamigawa in the 1970s. 1970s. Um, okay. Kamigawa. When, when, did first, it come, when did it come out? First Google, first Kamigawa. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kamigawa. Hey, but when? But when? How about Kamigawa, but when? We used to do a segment on this show called, (laughs) can you believe this or not, called Ask Siri, where we would ask Siri a magic question. Oh, that's right. And she would respond just with whatever she happened to to Google. Yeah. Just complete and utter nonsense. 2004. Okay. So it was uh, Champions of Kamigawa, Betrayers of Kamigawa, and Saviors of Kamigawa. Okay. I see the theme there. Yeah. It's kind of a little Star Wars trilogy there. Yes. Very. That was, you know, back in the day when we had three <laughs> blocks had three. Yeah. Three. Uh, so, yeah. 2004. Okay. So uh, way back then, basically, Kamigawa is this place that had people in it, obviously. People and moon folk, which is what Tamio oh, is. Oh, Tamio. Yeah. Um, so there were m- mostly people and then the people worshipped the spirits of their world, the Kami. Okay. Um, and then... Back in original Kamigawa, all of a sudden, like, Kami started manifesting on, like, in the physical realm. And there was a big, like, the Kamigawa block was essentially about a big war. Okay. Or big battles between the Kami and the people. And the people were like, why? And it turned out it was, it was a person's fault because of course it was. Yes. It was a person's fault. Um, He had, he had, like, gotten, like, Kidnapped a Kami, essentially, to, like, make himself immortal. Um, As you do. As you do. He kidnapped a Kami to make himself immortal. um, And then that's why there was a big fight about it. Um, And then his daughter, uh, like, helped rescue the stolen Kami, um, which became, or who is Kyodai, who is still in current Kamigawa. Oh. Like, fast forward a thousand years, current Kamigawa connected to the emperor. Okay. Wow. Um, so these spirits were like, excuse me, you don't just come here and abduct us trying to exactly. be immortal. We yes. are going to wage war on you. And the people are like, yeah. what's going on? We worshipped you for years. And they're exactly. like, people were like, what? Why? But obviously it was person fault. Yeah. So somebody was trying to um, get all immortal. Up it in always here. person fault. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's, you know, that was kind of the g- very general spark notes, spark notes version of, of, of original Kamigawa. Okay. Um, it was as a block full of legendary creatures. Yes. It was like only legendary creatures, essentially. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty sweet. It was except that it kind of 
it kind of like was one of the reasons why I think people thought they wouldn't go back to Kamigawa was oh, because sure. it didn't necessarily make the play experience of the block a ton of fun. Well, that was back when the old legend rule was in effect. That's true. You could not like if if you had one and your opponent played one. Then they both die. Did you know this, listeners? If was, you're new to the game, in our day, in our day, and very like very briefly in our day, yes. it changed pretty soon after we started playing. Yeah, but that's bizarre. Think about that. Yeah, and I mean, it makes flavor sense, truly, because there can be, there only, can be one. only one. It's a legend. Yes. Um, and if yeah. you both have them, the game's like uh, error, error. <laughs> Which no. is why back in the day of first Innistrad, one of people's favorite ways in Constructed <laughs> yeah. to kill a Geist of St. Trapped was to simply play your own Geist of St. Trapped. Yeah, and that was a bizarre world to live in. So they changed Truly. that rule, rightfully yeah. so. But that would have made this kind of weird. Yeah. So, yes, right? Like, that was it was a big part of the set, um, and it was it was very strange. Okay. Well, gosh. Yeah. Can't, kind of can't imagine that even. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the very, very brief version. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about some of the iconic cards of yeah, let's old do it. Kamigawa block? Because we got one heck of an amount of cards that are really recognizable, yes. playable still to this day from Kamigawa block. Um, yeah. lots that you will definitely remember. Yeah. We're talking about here. stuff that it's like, oh, Hey, uh, you know, you will recognize this card, even though we'd never played in 2004. Right. We were years, we were, um, we were eight years away from playing Magic. <laughs> magic wasn't even a glint in our eye. <laughs> I actually did play a game when I was a younger, when I was a little Maria. Uh, got some cards from a high school student, which I hung around at that high school because my mom was a theater director. Mm -hmm. And they probably just gave them to me so I'd stop bothering them all the time, which I did. I was a terror. Um, and so I remember playing with a dragon, a red dragon. Oh. And now to this day, I'm like, was that Shivan dragon? Probably. I Statistically, mean, quite likely. Who knows? Yeah, but so I suppose it glimmered in my eye, but then it went away forever. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, 2004. So these cards have remained iconic since yeah. then. Uh, so here, starting with number 20, Ninja of the Deep Hours. This is three and a blue for a 2-2. Two -two. Whenever Ninja of the Deep Hours deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. And of course, it has ninjutsu. Yeah, ninjutsu, I think, is the highlight here. This is such a beloved mechanic, and it's such a cool mechanic. Yeah. Um, for people who aren't familiar with ninjutsu, if this creature attacks and isn't blocked, what you're able to do is take another creature with nin a ninja from your hand mm -hmm. and put it into play in place of that creature tapped and attacking. Yeah. And so this one, you just draw a card. That seems Pretty like sick. a sweet card. Yeah. I love that card. And uh, yes, iconic. <laughs> Uh, so the next one is a part of a cycle, okay. Uh, which were these sorceries that had epic on them. Oh, uh, these spells had epic, and epic says for the rest of the game you can't play spells. What at the beginning <laughs> of each of your upkeeps, copy this spell except for its epic ability. Oh, uh, so. Five white white enduring ideal is the card. Okay. Five white white sorcery. Search your library for an enchantment card and put it into play. Then shuffle your library. Oh my gosh! So every upkeep you're putting an enchantment <laughs> That's into play now. Nonsense. But you can never cast another. <gasps> but you spell. can't do anything else. You can't. But cast this is gonna keep going. Oh my gosh! Forever. I love it. That's yeah. so cool. I mean, I feel like epic probably is one of those mechanics that we will 
not see not ever again. see again. <laughs> yeah, I would I would guess that is probably the case. Uh, next up in 18, we've got Honden of Night's Reach and the whole Honden cycle. This is a shrine cycle. Yeah. Uh, shrines, you've probably even seen them if you're an arena player just kind of hanging around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're super cool to try and do things if you've got multiple shrines in play mm-hmm. and have some kind of shenanigans. This is three and a black. At the beginning of your upkeep, target opponent discards a card for each shrine you control. Yeah. So you go all in on shrines. Yeah. They're just discarding. But they're legendary, so you can't... It's not like you can yes. have multiple... Correct. Uh, like... Honden of Night's Reach, you have to have multiples across of all the colors. Yeah, and this was a a really cool way to kind of have a subtype of enchantment with Shrine, too. Yeah. Which was so unique and yeah, and I I, I think Shrines are really cool. They are very, very cool. Because they make you work super hard to get the benefit of them, but if you do, you've just just got to sit there and applaud and be like, you've done it, opponent. You've truly done it. And if you're like, when I was seeing them recently, like you said, on Arena, because yeah. they were in M21. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. So pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. So Shrine's iconic in Kamigawa. Yeah. This is actually one that I don't know. Uh, 17, Kodama of the North Tree. I don't know if I've heard of this one before. Two green, green, green for a 6-4 spirit. Trample can't be the target of spells of, or abilities. So Shroud. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Rude. <laughs> this article says long before Carney T made its name as Standers untargetable boogeyman, this uh, Northy tree. Okay, sure. Coming out of the sideboard to punish uh, opponents. Yeah. I can imagine right. that card being very annoying. Rude. So rude. Um, here we go. Heartbeat of spring. Oh yeah. At 14, two and a green. Whenever a player taps a land for mana, that player adds one mana of that type to his or her mana pool. Of course, a cube staple. Oh yeah. Cube staple. You gotta be able to ramp, ramp, ramp. So this is a kind of precursor. This article says to cards like wilderness reclamation, Mm -hmm. which you may remember even less fondly. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Or more. Whatever. And this is interesting because this they mentioned is two-sided. Like, everyone gets it. Yeah. Everyone get the benefit. Wow. Yeah. Hopefully you drafted a creator of Behemoth and yeah. your opponent didn't. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say there. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it, there is also a combo deck with it. Oh. Which is pretty cool. Heartbeat from, combo. Yeah. Guillaume Matignon. Back in the day at French Nationals. Cool. Uh, coming in at 15th, we've got Goto Bandit Warlord. I've never heard of this card. Yeah. 3-3 three, three for 5 and a red. Better be good. It is a legendary creature. Speaking of all the legends in this set, it's a human barbarian. When it uh, comes into play, <laughs> you may search your library for an equipment card and put it into play. Oh, if you do, shuffle your library. Whenever Goto attacks for the first time each turn, untap all samurai you control. After that phase, there's an additional combat phase. Oh. Wow. This is a beater. I mean, it costs six mana. Yeah. But you get like um, quite a lot of abilities here. You're going to double your combat. You get to go get an equipment and just put it onto the battlefield. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It, the art is very cool. I like it. The art is great. Yeah. Somebody on the back of a, I don't know, Mastodon like thing <laughs> with a backpack full of spears. Uh, next up at 14 is Ebony Owl Natsuki, which I have also never, never heard, heard of. of this card. Two mana artifact at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep. If that player has seven or more cards in hand, it deals four damage oh, to them. So it's like a curse. Wow. Rude. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to take this card yeah, personally. I think I would take that card personally. It's just rude. Wow. I'm just saying, uh, yeah, this 
Yeah. All right. Look. Oh, it was part of owling mine. Uh, <laughs> it was an. It was owl. It uh, was owl. It was an owl. So owling yeah. man. Uh, owling man. Owling mine at Pro Tour Honolulu. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> owling man. Killing your opponent by letting them draw too many cards. Yeah. Hey, that's a pretty sweet combo. Yeah. Right. And then like and then it just kills them. Kills them with the owl. Pretty. <laughs> pretty weird that sounds like a janky deck if i've ever heard about it's one very very janky i don't know but maybe it did good yeah um next up we have nourishing shoal which you will perhaps know from the gristle brand combo oh deck. yes uh gris shoal brand gris shoal brand <laughs> nourishing shoal green green x instant arcane you may remove a green card with converted mana cost x in your hand from the game rather than pay nourishing shoals mana cost you gain x life Yep. Yeah. I've been grizzled daddied with this card before. <laughs> I'll just say that. Yep. Yeah. Number 12, we have, oh, I don't know how to say this card. Buseju. Buseju, who shelters all. Legendary land. Well, even the lands are all legendary. <laughs> uh, comes into play tapped. Tap, pay two life, add one to your mana pool. If the mana is spent on an instant or sorcery spell, that spell can't be countered by spells or abilities. I love it. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, uh, I think that there have been in the past some combo decks that used this. Sure. Uh, just to make sure like, hey, control decks, you can't stop me. <laughs> Yeah. I want to put this card in every deck I play. Pretty cool. That's I, awesome. Well, you don't play instants and sorceries. No, I don't. <laughs> Never mind. Make a creature version, wizards. There Think is about a creature it. version. Oh, yeah. I suppose there is. The, <laughs> the whatever. Cavern of Cavern Souls. Cavern of Souls. <laughs> a zombie lady of scrolls. Ooh, this art is gorgeous. Wow. Check that out. Two blue, blue, blue. Legendary creature once again. Human wizard for an O2. Tap an untapped wizard you control. Draw a card. Oh, all right. That is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it was a different time, but that is that is co a costly card. Yeah. For its ability. That being said. Yes. You can. I mean, you if what if you're playing a wizard deck and then you play this and then you tap five wizards and you draw five cards. OK, never mind. Maria I love Dream this card. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. This card's appropriately costed. Yeah. Uh, that sounds sick. Think about it. You play wizard, 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 this card. <laughs> You've dumped your hand and then you just refill. Yeah. This card Pretty seems great. awesome. Hello. Do people play this card in commander? I would think so. Yes. That seems really sweet. I believe sweet. that it is probably, you know. A wizard deck? Yes. Oh. And it, there's also like self mill decks, right? Oh, sure. That's Oracle. Yep. Um, Lab Maniac. Jace. Not Lab Maniac. What was the, who's. Who am I talking about? La the other Laboratory Maniac. Lab Maniac, yeah. Okay, why yeah. did I feel wrong when I said it? I got milled out, by the way, in the event this past weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I milled people out. Did you draft a mill deck? Yes, but it wasn't great. Oh, okay. I was very tired. I almost forgot to enter the, the decathlon finals. <laughs> Megan texted me. I forgot about it till just now. With like, it was at like 10 p.m. Left. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you just forget. <laughs> yeah, my deck was not good, but I did play against a mill deck, which was perfect. They had a perfect mill deck, and I was yeah. just like, "Congratulations! Like you did it. This is good job." And also a Rakdos control deck. 
Ooh. That was very cool. Nice. Also couldn't be mad that I lost to that deck. It was some, yeah. some good games. Uh, Kataki Wars Wage coming in at number 10 here. Yeah. Um, one in a white for a two one. All artifacts have at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice this artifact unless you pay one. You know, it's here to hate on uh, our, our combo artifact friends oh all the artifact so my, people Kark clan ironworks Kark clan ironworks yeah, kci back in the day you can play this and it's like nope go straight to heck yeah this is a great little sideboard play it against affinity and be affinity. like you're dumb <laughs> you're dumb and you stink do you remember the last time you played against affinity in paper no and i'm glad that i don't because i never want to <laughs> how about that I'm just like, that has got to be five plus years ago that I did. It's a billion years ago. Wow. Number nine. Oh, this is an all-star. Oh, yeah. Now talk about a card you remember. Gifts ungiven. Oh, big time. Hello. Uh, speaking of combo decks, Storm. Yes, for sure. Loves it. Three and a blue instant. Search your library for four cards with different names and reveal them. Target opponent chooses two of those cards. Put the chosen cards into your graveyard and the rest into your hand, then shuffle your library. This card right. is iconic for sure. Yeah. Um, it's like some iconic art too, right? Like you Beautiful. see that art and you're like, this is gifts ungiven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Instantly. Yeah. Um, this card, <laughs> why is it so good? It like looks at first glance like it shouldn't be so good. It shouldn't be as good as it is, but it just is. Well, it's because you can get cards that you don't care about having in your graveyard. Yeah. You can just be like, yeah, you can put these in my graveyard. Maybe they have flashback. Yep. You just get to cast them from there. Maybe you have ways to get stuff out of your graveyard. It just doesn't matter. They're all it gifts. It just doesn't matter. That's the secret. Yes. Even the ungiven ones. Yep. And here's another all-timer. If, if you're yes. playing around in cube, that's on arena right now. You've always see it. You know this good boy. Ismaru, Hound of Konda. Oh, so cute. So cute. So mad. For one white mana. I know. Um, one mana, two, two. Uh, right. And this is, again, when we talk, like, when we talk about, or when players talk about why maybe they wouldn't go back to Kamigawa. Yeah. Like, it is an iconic card, but at the same time, you're like, this is a legendary creature. Yeah. It's legendary. All right. Why? Why? I mean, that hurts, right? If you're playing this card, yeah. you're playing it in a white weenie deck and you want four of them. Yeah. <laughs> but so, I mean, such a good, such a good dog. Oh, Hound but, of Konda. You know, why are you a legend? Why? I mean, I mean, cause I you have a first name. doubt that you did some cool dog stuff. Yeah. But Konda, by the way, was the name of that, em of like the emperor. No, he wasn't an emperor. He was more like, he was just a person in charge. Okay. Um, a boss. He was, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> a person in charge. He was a boss of Kamigawa. <laughs> I just smacked my teeth against the arm oh, of the microphone. God! Everybody listening is in mouth pain right now. It's fine. It wasn't hard. Yeah, okay. Um, what was uh, the boss? The boss. He, Konda is the one who, who stole the Kami. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was his pup. Uh, so next up, this is the cycle that I think of. For um, sure. Uh, this is Kokusho, the evening star. And there was the whole cycle of spirit dragons. Yep. This one is four black, black um, for a five, five flying. When 
is when it's put into a graveyard from play, each opponent loses five life. You gain life equal to life lost this way. Yeah. Um, and they each have one of those, right? Where like when they leave play, something happens. These are iconic and super fun to play with uh, in various cubes. Yes, That's exactly. I've seen them over the years. Um, I just, I'm really excited to see what they do with them all this time. We've already seen the red one yeah. at Sushi the Blazing Sky. Yeah. Um, which is a very powerful red dragon. Yep. Um, big red dragon. Big red dragon. So really that excited That does have one of dice trigger. Does it? I can't yeah. remember. Oh. Yeah, remember you get you get treasures or you do something You're else. right. You're right. Okay. Yep. So these dragons just have a death wish, I guess. Well, okay. <laughs> or rather their will yeah. is nice. Yeah. They have a good will. <laughs> They've left us something. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Um, Azusa lost but seeking. Uh, of here course. we go. Iconic. Iconic. Um, freaking iconic. <laughs> you play with this card? Um, I've played with this card. Yeah. It was uh, one of the cornerstones of whatchamacallit. <laughs> Come on. Titan shift? Yes. <laughs> no. What? Which one am I thinking of? What am I thinking? The one that was like, like turbo that, like tur turbo like, Titan. No, it, like, come on. It was not that long ago that this happened, Maria. <laughs> you play the thing that untap your lands and it comes into play. Then you play the oh, bounce lands. Yeah. You're thinking of <laughs> amulet. Amulet, amulet Titan. Titan. Thank yeah. goodness. <laughs> Got there. Jeez. I can't remember. I don't play big mana but you that that deck cornerstone of amulet titan because azusa of course says you may play two additional lands on each of your turns yikes for two and a green for a one two yeah and that deck was busted uh, fully in half fully in half for a long time yeah uh number five <laughs> this one is a card a lot of people recognize even if they don't play the game they might have seen it because <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> it's, it's funny. single black mana for an instant one with nothing text Discard your hand. Why? Why? Why not? That's what I say. Why not? Yep. Everyone. Just for fun. Everyone wants to know, can you do something with this card that's broken? <laughs> Answer? Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> but someday, someday, someone's going to slip up and forget about one with nothing existing. Yeah. And, and then, then they're going to do something with it. And then this is going to become yeah. a legacy all-star. <laughs> you heard it here first. So. You heard it here. So. One with nothing. Yeah. Ooh. Next up, of course. Wow. Could not be complete without Kiki Jiki Mirror Breaker. Absolutely. Number four. All star, of course, of a combo deck based on Kiki Jiki. Kiki Jiki yeah. combo. Splinter Twin. Splinter Twin. Yeah. Uh, there was also back when Birthing Pod was a thing. Yep. Absolutely. This is one of the things that you could pod for and then go off with your combo. This is two red, red, red for a hasty two, two tap, put a creature into play. That's a copy of target non-legendary creature. You control that creature has haste sacrifice it at end of turn. So yeah, yeah, there you go. And also some iconic art. Yeah. It's really right. good. You see this art and you're like, yeah, you know who that is. That Kiki Jiki. Kiki Jiki responsible for a lot of things that made a lot of players either really happy or really mad over the years. Yep. And what more can you ask for? Do you have an ETB trigger? That's really cool. Thanks Kiki Jiki. You're a real pro. Speaking of cards that make some people really happy and some people really mad, here we are. Okay. Number three, Sensei's Dividing Top. Oof. Well, so, you know, someone once delivered a pizza to Watsi that requested that they ban this. <laughs> 
someone I think stole and put up a construction sign at Wizards of the Coast that right. asked them to ban this card. Oh my god, <laughs> people are resourceful. It was of course uh, the a cornerstone of counterbalance, uh, which was or like. There was just a whole deck that was intent on torturing people by countering every single thing they played. Yeah, it's it was torture. Uh, Sensei's Divining Top, one mana, artifact, one. Look at the top three cards of your library, then put them back in any order. Tap, draw a card, then put Sensei's Divining Top on top of its owner's library. If that sounds annoying to have to do, you're, you're right. It's it extremely is. annoying, and it's even worse yeah. to watch. And mostly, so you you could play this thing, you could play Counterbalance, Yep. Um, which was this card. <laughs> Which is just like an exceptionally rude card that I adore. Uh, blue, blue. <laughs> um, blue, blue. Enchantment. Whenever an opponent plays a spell, you may reveal the top card Ugh. of your library. If you do, counter that spell if it has the same converted mana cost <laughs> as the revealed card. So okay. all you're doing is you're looking at the top three cards. They cast a spell and you're like, okay, this trigger. Okay, but before <laughs> but before I turn it over, like let's just top and then like I'll put the right thing on top. Oh, so annoying. And then you also had... Uh, um, a bunch of miracles cards oh, so yeah. you could top and put your miracle on top so that you could draw it as your first card great stuff just really good stuff you know <laughs> yeah just really solid magic is garfield intended etc yeah sensei's divining top oh really really great Ooh, another iconic card here yeah at number two sakura tribe elder i have played a bunch of these yes i know these you have. i've played in titan ship yeah okay um, Sakura Tribe Elder, one in a green for a 1-1, one, one, sack it, search your library for a basic land card, put that card into play, tap, then shuffle your library. Yeah. Just... What more do you want? I mean, it seems like very unassuming on its face, Yeah, but an ability like this is so, so useful Yeah, to help you ramp and to block something when necessary. Yeah. Buy yourself a turn. Just great. Just great. Yeah, it's just a really, really solid card. Uh, you know, you play it in cube. You've, uh, you played in modern decks. Yep. You just play it. You play it, it always there. It's just always there. Around and around and around again. <laughs> but what could be number one? Ugh. But Umazawa's Jite. Wow. What What a card. What a card. It does so much. If you've played this, if you've ever played this in cube, you know the beauty of playing this card because... It's it does everything. It does everything. Two mana legendary artifact equipment. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage, put two charge counters on it on Umazawa's Jite. Uh, remove a charge counter from it. Choose one. Equipped creature gets plus two plus two until end of turn or target creature gets minus one and minus one until end of turn or you gain two life equip two. Wow. They hit you once and then you're like, I can never do anything ever again. You can never do anything ever again. I can never interact during combat ever again in my life. You look at this card and you think, Ever again in my life. That doesn't seem so bad. Wrong. It is that bad. Ever again in my life. And it's not combat damage to a player when it deals combat damage. Period. It deals combat damage to another creature and it's like, great, charge counter on it. Yep. Combat damage charge to you. Charge me up, baby. Great, charge counter on it. Yep. Charge counter, charge counter, charge counter. I think I'll take one up. I think I'll put one on. I Woof. think I'll, yeah. Uh, Umazawa's GTA. So annoying slash great. Whatever your style, <laughs> this card is truly iconic yes. from Kamigawa yeah, Block. Absolutely. And is. spawned one of the greatest arguments in magic history. How do you pronounce Jite? I don't. I don't know. I think it's, it's Jite. It's a word that exists, right? Yeah, Can I'm pretty sure it's okay. real. I see Jite, but I've, I've heard 
And I've heard some commentators, professional commentators say JIT. And I'm like, no what way. What if that's correct? There's no way it's right. <laughs> We're going to pronounce.com. <laughs> This says it's pronouncing it, but it's it's, it's not. not. I don't hear it. Oh well. No. Why won't you tell me? <gasps> <gasps> there it was. I heard it. Jite. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what was happening? <laughs> <laughs> this computer. It, it was. It was like the dubstep. I asked how to pronounce it, but in dubstep. <laughs> that was scary. Actually. Okay. Jite. No, no. We've settled that yeah. now forever. Fast forwarding to now. Yes. We've been living in the past this whole episode, but yeah. let's live in the now, which is the now of uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Yeah. And the first piece of fiction has been released. Yeah. So uh, this is all about our new planeswalker friend, Kato. Uh, it's Kato Origin Stories, A Test of Loyalty and the Path Forward. Ooh, okay, great. So A Test of Loyalty is kind of like the first part. And so we find out a whole bunch of backstory about Kato, who it turns out used to be in training at the Imperial Palace and was best friends with the Emperor um, at the but time. But not the boss. <laughs> no, that's from a thousand years ago. Oh. Okay, right? We're a thousand, We're a thousand years, years in the future. Oh, that's right. And I should cover. Okay. Ooh. This is some of the biggest stuff. A thousand years in the future now. Okay. Right? Back in back then, Kami were starting to manifest on the plane in physical form and people were like, what? Yeah. But now it's happening a bunch. Like, now there's just Kami all over. Oh, okay. Right? They're all, they, they live on the plane also. They all cohabitate. Oh, cool. The planes, the spirit world and the human world are kind of starting, and the moonfolk world are kind of starting to intermingle more and more and more. And we learn kind of later on that one of the other characters in this story is studying. There's something, there's like a gate essentially that is where the two worlds are moving together. Like the spirit world and the physical plane are moving more together. And he's trying to like, go like, see, can we find out more about what's in that spirit world so that when our planes continue to merge through this gate or when our worlds, sorry, not planes, when our worlds continue to merge through this gate, like what will happen? Oh, because it won't like ostensibly it will be also more Kami are intermingling in the physical world, but also like what else is going to go on? Okay, sure. But science, I think that that is interesting because we find out that um, Kato left the left the palace um, and left training um, to become a samurai because the emperor was kidnapped and no one there believed him when he was like, there was a man with a metal arm who kidnapped the emperor. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, it sounds like something a kid would make up. Yes. The man and, with the metal arm took him. And this happened like a year ago, and Kato is only 15 right now. Oh, so okay. he was like 14 okay. at the time. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, a man with a metal arm took the emperor, and everyone was like, <laughs> what? Uh, and so he left and started working for basically like these undercity bosses because he was yeah. like, if anyone will be no. able to help me find this man with the metal arm, it's all these people connections <laughs> the in the undercity bosses. All right. But okay. Here's like my, my bigger theory, right? Okay, it's like, great. why would Tezzeret go and kidnap the emperor? Well, it's because we know way back in the day, the Phyrexians wanted to basically took their plane and put it on top of another plane to invade it. <gasps> they did. That's with right. With a gate. 
And so there's a gate in Kamigawa <gasps> that is merging to wor- the spirit world and the physical there world. Is. There it is. Boom. And so maybe it's that <gasps> they're tra- they ca- Tesseract kidnapped the emperor, whose name I don't think we got, but we know uh, she. Uh, we know that like right these there's this gate in Kamigawa that can bring these two worlds together. So maybe Tesseract is working with the Phyrexians to help bring these gates. Tesseract like, trying 100% to trying is- to help get this gate tech. To bring these worlds together. The sweet gate tech. And he's like, hey, Phyrexians, I've got some knowledge here. I've got some sweet gate tech. Maybe you won't complete me if I tell you that this is how this is going on over there. Oh, I bet you're right. That sounds so, so right. Yeah, we're getting very ahead of ourselves. Okay. So, okay, so first, um, we know that Cato right now is working in the Undercity as a Reckoner, which is just a person who goes around and collects Gambling debts from it's a people. Pretty cool title. Um, honestly, yeah. he's a very good a pickpocket. So he goes and he like pickpockets this mark, um, and he takes it back to his boss, um, who is none other than a giant neon tattoo friend. Oh yeah, uh, Satoru Umezawa. Cool. So who is like an undercity? Oh, you know, badass, badass, basically, who runs like a really big network. Okay. Um, and he and he's like. I don't know about your loyalty. We don't know if you ever do what it takes. And Kato's like, I got your money. Just chill out. <laughs> he's like, look, you were trained to be a samurai kid. Are you exactly. like a goody two shoes or what? And he's like, no, I'm just here to work for you. And also secretly my own agenda is to find out more about the man with the metal arm or to find the man with the metal arm. Um, okay. And so anyways, Umazawa is like, hey, okay, we heard that there's this moon folk who's doing some kind of research on merging on like merging tech and kami. So there's like technological stuff and there's kami and we want you to go and steal the schematics for it. Oh. Um, and Gato's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this I'm 15 moon folk. I can't, I can't tell it's, I can't tell in here, but there's like the futurists, which I think are all the moon folk are futurists. Okay. I can't tell, but I can't tell like what makes, someone a futurist are all moon folk futurists or are all futurist moon, moon folk. folk and what is a Anyways, futurist exactly what is the difference between the two if there is one or like a distinction anyways point is um it turns out like the futurists i do think are kind of on like the leading edge of tech and research though Okay. Because there was there's some talk of like the the palace and the imperial forces like the the imperial sect was like, oh hey, maybe the futurists kidnap the emperor because it was, you say it was a man with a metal yeah, arm, and like yeah. they could do that, right? They're like the people that would Who, be on the leading edge of being able to do that. Would have metal arms, okay? Exactly. So they, uh, so Cato goes looking for this person, um, and it turns out that they're like hiding in a big old kami forest, Cute. essentially. Yes. Um, and so he has to phone up his sister because his sister. Phone? Yeah, basically. <laughs> they have like a hologram like, thing. I was expecting like, oh, okay, like okay. It is it's, a hologram it's fancier. thing. All right, all right. Okay, it's fancier than a phone. It's more high tech, but he just phones up his sister, he okay? The phone he hand. FaceTimes her. Thank you. <laughs> he FaceTimes his sister and is like, oh, hey, come here, because it turns out that his sister is training to be like the, the palace has trains a bunch of commie diplomats also. Oh. So they treat them kind of like it's like a different country and they have to have very diplomatic relations with them. I want to be them. a commie diplomat. And so she's training for that and he's like, come help me in this giant forest of commie so that they that they don't kill me and eat me. Um, 
and she's like, okay. So they go, they're not really supposed to be um, in this forest. Uh, they talk a, a lot about someone named Light Paws, <laughs> who sounds very cute, but we know nothing except that Light Paws was, their ment- was both of their mentors before Cato left and is now his sister's mentor. I need to um, see Light Paws. Don't know who Light Paws is exactly, but Light Paws is in the palace as a mentor and, and a person who trains people. Great. Um, okay, so they find this moonfolk in the forest, and it turns out that the moonfolk is tr- trying to make, like, so the moonfolk is like, hey. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine just this, meeting this moonfolk, hey. <laughs> hey. So. <laughs> Tameshi is their name. Okay. Okay, is his name, and he, and he's like, hey. Uh, hey. Hey. Right. Um, they have a fight. Uh, <laughs> the moon folks like, hey, they have a fight. This is the best drunk okay. history. <laughs> they have a fight. Um, anyways, and then um, they they finish fighting. <laughs> sure. And Tameshi is like, no, I'm I'm not trying to like merge them. I'm trying to protect Kami hmm. by building them essentially what is looks like little mech suits. Oh my god! Which is where the little robot looking raccoon <laughs> comes from. It's it's a little um. That's it's 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 not yet like when we first meet it in the story um he's just built it and is like i'm trying to build these mech suits that kami can live in so they can wear and, them so they can be protected <laughs> and then there's like honestly a lot of like high level talk about like his like his sister being like okay but drones can re- like you're essentially making them drones and drones can really easily be weaponized so aren't you leading us down a dark path Ooh. and you're like this is a really good point and his yeah. like but my intentions are pure and I just want to protect well, them and she's matter. like that doesn't matter if they can be weaponized if it falls into the wrong hands and you're like these are some great points yeah that <laughs> seems like a legit legitimate worry. concerns anyways they find out I'm kidding um <laughs> And so, so she sees that and she's like, she sees this little like raccoon one and she's like, oh, that looks exactly like this, like the night that the emperor was taken and you saw, um, the man with the middle arm, I saw what looked like, it was like essentially a Kami being born into the mortal world, which is not usual. Usually they're born in the spirit world, a Kami being born into the mortal world. And this Kami is like specifically like an embodiment of the connection between the emperor, um, and the the spirit dragon from the pa- the kami dragon from the past, Kyodai. Wow! Right, Kyodai is like they Kyodai and the emperor have a telepathic connection, and this kami is like the embodiment of that connection. Oh, that's pretty and, cool. And uh, uh, Kato is like, hey, oh my goodness, like if I find that kami, maybe that kami has a connection to the emperor, so I can go. They Be can like, help me find the emperor. Tell me about you, you and your yes. metal arm guy. And sure enough, that kami is in the forest. So <gasps> goes luck. and finds that kami. But then all of Umazawa's like hench villains um, show up and are like, we were trailing you because we knew that you weren't loyal. And he's like, you can't take this kami. That would be like, if anyone possessed this kami, that's an embodiment between the dragon and the emperor. That would be very, very bad yeah. for everyone. They would have control over all of Kamigawa. So they oh. all get in one big old fight. Um, Do this, they all have GTs? <laughs> they all have tons of weapons. Like this one henchwoman has like these giant metal gloves that are tipped in poison. Sick. It's really sick. <laughs> Um, anyways, everyone has, everyone has weapons. They're all fighting. Um, an order of people that is like protecting the Kami forest shows up cause they hear about the fighting. So they all start fighting. And then the three people, the moon folk, 
Kato and his sister, and they grab the little Kami and they all run. And also the Moonfolk is trying to get this Kami to like get in the mech suit. Because he's like, get in here, you'll be safer in here. And the Kami's like, no. <laughs> it's okay. like trying to get a yes. cat into a, yeah. a mech suit. They have another run-in with one big spooky Kami who has very cool art. Oh, this okay, here's some art in the article oh, from my the gosh. lady with poison tip fingers. That's very, so very cool. cool. Yeah. Um, and then let's see, there's this big this big Kami Gravelighter, the Kami of Forgotten Clearings. With skeleton arms. Yes, really big and spooky. Um, very mad that they're in the forest. Gets in a big fight with them also. But then the little Kami is like, don't do that. And it turns out that it has some kind of like authority over the other Kami and is oh. like, don't. These are my friends. Even though it was just Bornst? Yeah. Because mm. um, it's the embodiment of that connection. Nice. Um, between the emperor and like this ambassador of the spirit world. Okay. So they all get out of the forest. They all have a big argument. Um, again, there is a lot of arguing. <laughs> it's quite long. Um, so Tameshi the moon folk is like, it doesn't matter. This Kami didn't want to get into the mech suit. And like, I would only ever do it if they were willing. So I'll, I'll stop my research. And the sister is like, great. Um, and then the sister's like, I'll take this Kami back to the palace where it'll be safe. But the Kami is like, no, I will not go with you. Um, I want to stay here with Kato. Oh. And, it, and Kato's like, oh, it's because I'm trying to find the emperor. And then finally, um, when the moon folk is gone, the Kami does get in the little mech suit. Cute. And it's very cute. And that's when it transforms into a mask and Kato puts on the mask and planes walks away. Wow. Because it turns out that the Kami's name is, um, let's see. Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> she. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Himoto, the Kami of the Spark. Um, and so there's a little epilogue where he comes back to Kamigawa a year later. And we learn that he's traveling the multiverse looking for the man with the metal arm and the emperor. And that's the little, wow. little origin story. That is a lot of story. It It's a very long story. And but a lot happens. We learned, yeah, we learned a lot about uh, what's going on in Kamigawa. Right. So, like, the bullet points are the emperor was kidnapped. Yep. Um, there's, like, an underground fact. There's, like, the factions. Crime world. Like, the crime world, the imperial world, and then the undercity okay. kind of world. Um, and then there's the Kami world and the human world or the physical world that are merging through the spirit gates. Uh, and then, yeah. And then there's this new Kami of the spark. Um, who's very important. This, I, I would watch this as a movie. Yeah, honestly, me too. That sounded good. It was pretty, it was pretty cool. I mean, it, the art that's been released for Kamigawa is gorgeous. And it just, to me, it just makes me feel like, uh, it just lends itself to like some beautiful yeah. uh, this film one in visuals. Here that seems to be Gravelighter, the Kami of Forgotten Clearings, is like really cool. So it's cool, really gorgeous, and very, also spooky. Oh, gosh, I would love to see this yeah. as an animated series. Yeah. It would be so pretty. Um. So yeah, that's that. Wow. Wow. A okay. lot of story. A lot of story lot here happened. on Kamigawa. And if that you're like, that's not enough for me, or I want some behind the scenes on to into how they came up with all this stuff. Yeah. You can listen in to their talk. It's going to happen on the 11th, which is tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, for the Wizards of the Coast, and you can watch Jimmy Wong host uh, kind of a roundtable with the developers and talk about the story of Kamigawa and yeah. kind of um, what they wanted to be uh, homage to how they developed it and where 
where the story is going to move forward past this point. So mm-hmm. you can check that out on twitch.tv slash magic. Um, so yeah, I'm going to watch that. I think that's going to be pretty cool, but we got yeah. a nice amuse-bouche here yeah, um, of everything happening. And it was quite an amuse-bouche. I sh- you know, it was a first course. It was, <laughs> it was a full, yeah, it was a full course of, it was a full meal. It was a meal. talk a lot about Alter Pro and how much they have awesome art on all of their products. Yeah. And if you're a, a classic art person, they now have products specifically for you. They have their new fine art alcoves. Okay. So the one we're looking at here is Starry Night by Van Gogh on a deck box. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Gorgeous. It's really, really, it's really, really pretty. I, you know, they, they're known for, of course, all the beautiful magic art appearing on their products. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to see traditional, like, yeah. art from outside the you magic can world. enjoy all kinds of art. Do you not have enough money to buy your own Van Gogh? Consider a deck box from Ultra Pro. When- I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I am, I assume I would have to be a trillionaire. Oh my gosh. To purchase a Van Gogh these days. What amount of money do you think that you would have to offer to the museum? To buy, to buy Starry, Starry Night. Night. <laughs> like one. What, what, what do you think that there's a number? Uh, no, I don't think there probably isn't. I, I think right. There's probably not a number that no. you could give them. No, it they, is literally priceless. It's it's priceless. Like that's you know how much money is that going to yeah. make them over the years? Too is indescribable. Yeah. And also, like if you walked up to them and you're like, I would give you. <laughs> I also feel like though maybe they would if they if you're like I would give you one trillion dollars <laughs> today in cash in cash would they feel like they had like were, uh, that they were obligated to take it to, because they could further increase their collection yeah that's a good point or are they like no it's our job to make sure that this stays available to the public yeah, and not whatever good point. your private collection yeah. is. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> Ultra Pro. Get some stuff from Ultra Pro for a fascinating discussion about what, about the ethics of modern museums and art purchasing. Everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Good Luck High Five. I hope you feel a lot of Kamigawa flowing through your veins now. I sure yeah, do. Yeah, I hope that, you know, you're hyped for more story coming out of it. Absolutely. That was uh, great. We'll see what happens. Um, I've only seen, you know, just a few things from this set already. But, I mean, my hype level only continues to increase closer and closer to midnight Yeah, for Kamigawa. This set looks awesome so far. It, the art is gorgeous. I'm. This just seems like it could be. Yeah. It has the potential for a home run, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed yeah i wonder what the draft environment's gonna be like i'm so excited so excited for that but yeah thank you everybody for supporting us on patreon you can become a supporter patreon.com slash glhf magic takes just a second and we'll give you a shout on the show you can come play in our tournament coming up on the 15th that's this weekend wow this weekend this saturday come play with us us. it'll be a real good time Thank you to Ultra Pro and Card Kingdom for being our sponsors. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what else we're going to find out about Kamigawa here in the coming weeks. Yeah. I mean, who who knows? Who knows? I know. I do know one thing. No matter what what creature we encounter, they'll always say, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. And then we'll have a fight. fight. And then we'll have a fight. (laughs)